This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 97. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Ace and Rich to the Baller Circle. Ace and Rich are affiliate marketers who I've been following for a long time online, and uh, they're members of the Super Affiliate Network, and uh, they have such a great motto for staying positive, helping people who are struggling to sell affiliate products online, and figuring out how to really connect with their customers. And so I wanted to bring them on the show to talk about all they've learned throughout the way. I know they've experienced many struggles, they've experienced many successes, and because of that, I know they have so much to share with other people who are going through the same thing. So uh, I'm happy to have this episode. And so uh, I wanted to know, first of all, uh, before we get started with this interview, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great. Nice, nice to have be here. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, nice, nice, awesome, awesome. So I'm, I'm happy to have both of you on, and I wanted to kind of kick things off with uh, before we get into all your successes and the and the struggles. I wanted to get an idea of like kind of where you grew up, what life was like, and with any it was if, if there was anything in particular in your background that kind of inspired you to want to go an entrepreneurial route. Um, you go first. I'll let you go first. Well, to, to make a long story short, I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. Originally, uh, I was raised in the poorest section of Trenton on, um, in the actually Mercer County area. And, uh, you know, dreams were not really the norm over there. I mean, I was pretty much like the, you know, the outcast. Like I was always at home. I never really went anywhere. And I was a bookworm. I would read a lot. I would do a lot of, you know, my homework and stuff. And, you know, entrepreneurship didn't come to me until my mother you know, one day came home with a suitcase and it had a bunch of skincare products. And she actually came up to me and said, you know, Annie, why don't you um, help me put all this stuff, you know, together on the table? I have a bunch of people coming over. I'm like, mom, what are all these strangers coming over the house for? (laughs) You know, and then what happened was um, I saw what she was doing and it really inspired me. I'm like, wow, she looks beautiful up there that she's, you know, really trying to, uh, you know, make money from doing this. And I'm like, you could really make money from doing this, mom. Can you teach me? And my mother said, yeah, I can teach you. Sure. So, you know, I was really young at the time and, and I was like about 14, 15 years old and I would go everywhere with her to all the outings and do home parties and stuff. And, you know, the Tupperware and everything, you know, the Avon, she had catalogs in her bag. You know, she would do home parties and stuff. And that was at the time when there was no computers. You know, mom was very old school in it. You know, she pay her taxes and have receipts and booklets and, you know, games and stuff like that. And that was like the whole direct sales for her. And then one thing led to another. And uh, as I got older, you know, I was working and graduated school, went to, you know, went to college. And uh, when I was in school, I had a job working for the state government of New Jersey and, um, I had a position over there where I was more of the uh, state of New Jersey um, license and certification uh, expert is what they call you. And uh, I was paid to research a lot of the stuff for the state homepage for entrepreneurship. And um, I would go around the tri-county area and speak on stage for all the business owners in the local area. And uh, I saw all the stuff that I was doing, but I wasn't getting paid enough. And I thought, man, I, I wonder with all the stuff that I know, could I really own my own business? And that's what started the spark. And then I was just going to the library, reading a whole bunch of books. And then I started to open up my own business. 
So at the age of 17, I had my very own company. Um, it was uh, Anastasia Specialty Gifts. That was my old trade name. <laughs> and I had my business cards everywhere, and I put them all over the supermarket and put them on bulletin boards. And, you know, all of a sudden, this one guy named Casey Diggs just happened to come across my business card and um, called me up one day. At the time, I was, uh, I think I was about 18, 19 years old. I was married and uh, not too rich, though. <laughs> I was married to someone else. I married pretty early at that age. And I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with him. And I got a phone call from this guy named Casey Diggs, who was a network marketer. And this was when I first got my foot forward into the network marketing industry with him. He introduced me to a company called Market America. And I got started with them. And I went to their local event. And I was pretty sold at that moment when I was there. And they locked the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Had no choice but to sign on the dotted line, you know. And uh, what I did was I actually ran with it. And, uh, you know, I was uh, with a really great team, had, had really good support, you know, but everything was more, you know, old school, belly to belly, you know, do home parties and, you know, retail the product. And that kind of a thing was, you know, last for so long. And I never really made six figures. And now made maybe a couple hundred dollars here and there, but it wasn't a lot to laugh at or anything. So I was just like, OK, you know, this is really burning me out. I, I can't do this anymore. You know, and then all of a sudden I got a call from the upline one day, heard that we were switching over to another company. And uh, I was like, really? We're, we're, we're going somewhere? And he's like, yeah, this is not working out for the whole team. We just got to move over. And I was like, really? Wow. And that kind of stuff happens in the network marketing industry where, you know, you just have no control over it, you know. So I went with them and uh, we went to the other company and it was Melaleuca. And then uh, I stayed with them for 12 years. And uh, I was really, really good. Um, I became director in that company within the first eight days. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, after that, um, I held a meeting with the team at the Boys and Girls Club. We recruited 64 people. I advanced to director three. And then I just kept going and going until I had director five. Then all of a sudden, I was almost close to senior, and they changed the compensation plan. And so I got all the way shot back down to the original director. I was like, damn. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it sure does. So I had to work even harder, you know, and it just, you know, lasted for so long. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, life gets, you know, changed. I, I basically, you know, stayed with my parents. You know, I got divorced in 2005. And uh, it's pretty much a lot, a long story. But, you know, like I said, I, I didn't get into Internet marketing until I met Rich in 2010. We met on Skype. Somebody introduced him to me. And at the time I was doing a YouTube show called The A. Hargrey Show in uh, 2009. And that show went around for about two years. And I didn't know anything about Facebook. I didn't know anything about YouTube. Somebody just told me, just open a YouTube account and get off MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to me. And, um, you know, Rich was really supportive. And, uh, you know, we hit it off great on Skype. And uh, Rich said that he was in town. And after, the, you know, he would get back from the Caribbean, we would meet. And so all of a sudden I said, this will be great. You know, you could come to my house and come see us in New Jersey. And we could shoot some videos and talk and get to know each other, you know. And then... He came over and basically he met me and, uh, you know, we, we clicked. <laughs> yeah, right away we just, you know, hung out and just, just enjoyed the company. It was, you know, we enjoyed each other's company. Yep, yep. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. And one thing led to another. We, you know, became really close and everything and then uh, ended up moving to New Jersey. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, then after that, like, um, you know, Rich and I, we were looking at each other's businesses. And then I remember one day you know, he asked me about what I was doing with the company that I was with. 
And uh, I asked him, can I see how much you make? And he, I couldn't believe my eyes were just popping out of my head when I saw how much he was making. <laughs> yeah, he weighed way, way, way more than what I was making. I mean, my check, I'm looking at $6 over here. He's making 10 grand. Nice. I'm like, what's going on with this picture, you know? <laughs> and he was like, well, you have to learn the skill sets of digital marketing. The only way to learn is, you know, you really got to, you know, forget about what you learned in the past and, and learn this. I'm not going to give it to you. I want you to learn it. Yeah. So as far as my background, yeah. how I got into entrepreneurship, um, <laughs> my dad always pretty much worked for himself. Um, you know, he's had jobs, but, he, you know, the majority of the time he's always had his own business, his own restaurant, um, cab driving, um, what else, um, his own uh, variety store, because I was born in New York City. And then, um, you know, I so I've seen all of this. And uh, so I left from New York City to Massachusetts when I was around five, five and a half years old. And then cause then my mom separated and then I ended up, um, going back and, uh, you know, spending time with him. So I was always hanging out in the store, you know, going around with him in the ice cream truck. Yeah. Like several businesses, tons, tons of them. And, um, but he always worked for himself. He always made his own money. And this is something that, that I, I always saw from, from the beginning. So as I grew up, of course, living with my mom, um, I learned to, you know, go to school, Right. Stay in school, you know, get a good education, um, you know, get a job, things like that. Um, didn't do the job thing very well. I was kind of more of a rebel. Um, you know, I ended up, um, you know, getting into music and uh, I started about like 16, 17 years old. I started playing guitar. And from there, I just started joining different bands and um, started really getting real serious with music and became a professional guitar player. Uh, from there, recorded you know two albums in in 2008. Oh, it was really? our second album. Yeah, nice. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yes. Our second album was done with the producer. We're about to go to like national. It was it was gonna be really great, but you know, egos get in the way. And, you know, problems happen. So um, you know, around this time, I was watching a woman on on uh, on the internet, and I'm like, I'm like, what is this person doing on YouTube? You know what I mean? Cause I always had the entrepreneur spirit, you know what I mean? I'm like, what is this person doing? You know, it's like, cause I was the only one in a band that really wanted to band succeed. Like, I think I was the most hungriest out of everybody else. Um, and, and, and until the new drummer came along and we clicked really good. <clears throat> so when I'm like, when I was actually um, watching this video of this woman, I'm like, she's, she's selling something. I mean, she's gotta be selling something, you know? And, but she wasn't selling. She was just giving, you know, her, her story, her life, um, giving um, advice about mindset, things like that. And I found it intriguing. I found it interesting. And um, and I watched it for about a year, and I saw a progression. I'm like, wow, she's doing really good. She's traveling now. You know what I mean? First, I would see her just walk around her neighborhood. Now she's traveling, and she's learning these you know, these skill sets. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. So when we hit the studio in 2008 and, uh, with that second album, you know, things went um, south in the studio and I walked out and um, that was the night that I went on on YouTube, saw the video. I got signed up right away. I was like, you know what? I'm in. That's it. Sold all my stage gear, ended up um, getting serious, ended up learning high ticket affiliate marketing. And uh, in the beginning, it was a struggle because I, I didn't understand it. I didn't know it. I'm like, what is this? What do you what is this online business thing? You know? Uh, I don't understand what marketing is. You know, I'm a musician. <laughs> you know, I should know marketing because I'm a musician, right? But 
musicians usually don't know marketing. I mean, God, now, <laughs> if I was in music now, oh, God, I could definitely get a lot of attention, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from what I know now. Um, but I will tell you that as soon as I kept learning and learning and learning, you know, and failing, you know, and then I started making a little bit of commissions here, a little bit of commissions there. And then from there, I started growing my skill sets and I started getting more results and I started figure, you know, figuring out how this industry works. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So I, I love the fact that both of you were, were one, you were inspired by your parents who uh, were both had an entrepreneurial spirit and, and kind of set that pace for you to, to take that torch and move it forward and, and become super successful. And then we're able to meet each other and, uh, and propel the success uh, even more forward. Uh, and, and I've really just stuck with this for such a long time because, you know, there's so many other people who have, you know, jumped into whether it's affiliate marketing or network marketing or whatever it may be, and they try it for a year or two and then they they quit and they never come back. But, you know, you two have, have clearly been in this for a long period of time. And, and I think that that's a testament to, uh, you know, your perseverance and, and I'm sure is a huge reason why you're so successful. Um, so one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about is since, you know, you both have had your, your struggles, uh, trying to find success. Uh, I want to know, uh, right now with all the people that you've seen go through different programs and, you know, going through different programs yourself, what do you think are the, the main differentiating factors between the people who are successful, uh, at, at affiliate marketing and internet marketing and the people who aren't? Well, on my take on it from what I've learned over the years is that the successful people are willing to do what the unsuccessful people are not willing to do. If it comes to starting something, you know, the successful people are not willing to quit, where the um, unsuccessful people will quit right away because they want an instant result. Um, the other thing that I've learned is, you know, learning is a big process. And you have to be patient when you're an entrepreneur and you, you know, you do become successful. You have to be patient in learning and trusting in the process. Unsuccessful people don't trust so easily because they have a get rich quick lottery mentality. So they want instant gratification. And that is the reason why they fail. Um, The other thing is no laser focus. Unsuccessful people have no laser focus. Successful people do have laser focus because they pick one thing and they stick with it until they master it. And, you know, the other thing I can think of is investment. You know, I had to learn this the hard way because I remember my first time when Rich tried to get me to invest into my own intellectual capital. I wouldn't even spend nine dollars. <laughs> now I could spend nine, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, you know, for a coach where I couldn't spend nine bucks, man. And then all of a sudden I see unsuccessful people are not willing to invest in their own intellectual capital. And it's so important to always, always be learning and you know, don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone when it comes to investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You've bought all these other things that are materialistic and depreciate. What about investing in your own mindset, investing into your own personal development, you know, increasing your value so you can be, you know, an asset to whatever it is you put your hands on, yeah. you know? So that's my take. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I think people will have, you know, they have to be willing to let things go, you know, if they want to grow because, um, there's like, you know, like I said, I stole, I, I sold my, uh, stole, that's funny. I sold my, uh, stage gear, um, you know, and, and, you know, to make that money to invest in my first business. I sold my, uh, love my motorcycle, love so much. Sold that motorcycle to go to my first event. Um, you know, you have to be willing to let things go from the past in order to move towards the future. And, uh, a lot of people are not willing to do that. And, uh, because they want to hold on to things. And uh, you have to let things go. And if you, you know, if you want to move forward, you can't 
move forward if you're hanging out to the past, number one. Um, two, a lot of people, when they come into this business, they don't look at it as like if you're taking a college course. They don't look at it that it takes time. You know what I mean? And, and, and nine times out of ten, it won't take you that long. But what if it does? Big deal. I mean, you have to look at it like if you're taking a course. I mean, college takes about four years just to get started. Then you have another four years after that to master. You know what I mean? So that costs like how much money, right? If people had that mentality when they go into this, a lot more people would be successful. Well, because when they come into this, the, all, the, the thing they're thinking about is like, how much money can I make? How much money can I make? And I'm, you know, how much money can I make? I'm guilty. I did the same thing in the beginning, right? Because you don't have that mindset of being an entrepreneur. Right. So when you realize like, wow, this is a real business. This needs to be taken seriously. Um, you know, you have to make sure that you're learning a skill set and you have to master that skill set. But you have to have that. You have to have the right mindset as you're learning that skill set. You can't, you know, like you said, patience is a good thing. You know, as you're going through the journey, um, expect you know to fail, expect to fall on your face. I mean, you know, I made six figures in 2009, lost it all, went back to work. You know what I mean? And and had to do it all over again. And it took years. But did I ever quit? No. And that's the other thing. People have to have resilience mm-hmm. when when the cards are not in their favor can they still have the resilience, right? Because mm-hmm. people get excited when they get started into something and they see somebody's story and they go, oh my God, I, I can make money, I could change my life. But they don't know the background of the person's story, they don't know the background of the struggle, they don't know the background of the years that it took to get to that point, right? And the resilience that, that, that what they did, you know what I mean? Like that no, you know, no, like this ain't gonna die, I'm gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing, even if I'm working, you know what I mean? Just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. I don't care if it's 20 years, I don't care if it's 30 years, I will keep pushing. And that's my mentality on how I look, you know, how I look at this business. Um, and people have to be you know, willing to realize that you've got to like completely think the opposite of what you're thinking. Immediately, if you're thinking a certain way as soon as you get started, stop. It's the wrong way of thinking. Because it's so it's so easy to think that you can get it done like that, or it's like I can make money, I can make money, I can make money. When the reality is you shouldn't be thinking about making money in the beginning. You should be thinking about like, how can I learn to get a result, right? That's the key. If I can get a result, then I can get another result, right? Then I can learn a new skill set to get another result and then combine the two and get even more results. So if nobody's really focusing on that and they're focusing on like, well, if I'm not making any money, then I'm leaving to the next thing. Then they go to the next thing. And when they go to the next thing, they think that that's going to solve their problem. The reality is it doesn't solve their problem. What it does, it pushes them further, further away from their success because psychologically they think that it's going to make them feel better by solving a psychological pain internally that stems from the past. So if they don't realize that that's what's happening, they're going to keep going to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, because we like buying stuff. I mean, that's, you know, all our lives we have commercials on TV, right? Selling us stuff all the time. So we're so conditioned and programmed to buy things. So when we see something that, you know, we think it's going to solve a problem. In reality, you know, our problem we solve ourselves by being educated and 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 learning a new mindset and doing things. And when you do that, then you you see the truth and you see the reality of what it really is and what it really takes. Then you like go, okay, I need I need to treat this a little more seriously. It's not just about making money. It's about me getting my shit together and really you know learning what I need to learn and and go forward and let me fall as many times as I have to until I figure it out. You know, and I love that perspective that you put on that because 
I think you're, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. So many people go into this and their focus is how can I make money and how fast can I make money? And so because the focus is always on that at every step, they expect, okay, the first email I send out, I want a, I want an ROI. The first webinar I do, I want an ROI. And when they don't see it, they want to give up. Uh, and I like to focus on just forgetting about making money and just focus on learning. The money will come eventually. Uh, but first you have to learn. And then the other piece yeah. about investment is so powerful because for me, I think back to, you know, when I was in undergrad, when I was in grad school and how much I was paying per credit. I mean, I think when I was in grad school, I was paying like $1,200 a credit, you know, and a class yeah. is three credits. So you're talking about a, you know, three, $4,000 class for one class. Whereas people will balk at, you know, paying $1,000 or even $500 for a course that may, you know, teach them a skill set that will, uh, you know, help them to eventually really make some serious money as an internet marketer online. So, yeah. Yeah, tax their income from their job or, or from their skill set that they went to college for. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. And for me, I have this saying, and, I, and, and this is just only my opinion, you know, I think that college is not the same way that it used to be. I think it's like the biggest racket that they have right now um, because the, the majority of people that are getting out of college are not finding those jobs in the field that they went to school for. So they end up going to a job that they don't like, right? And it, it's just a sad reality. And, and, and this is a, a trend that's happening right now and it's growing and growing and growing because they feel like they have to go to school. They feel like they, me personally, I went to college for, I don't know, like a couple years, right? I learned computer science and uh, it's just, it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I just, I feel like I was just following the herd. I felt, I feel like I was just doing because it feels like it's the right thing to do. And the reality is what's the right thing to do is what you feel in your heart. You know what I mean? And if you're hungry enough to want to accomplish something, no matter what it is, even if, if, if it's music, right? I mean, I played in front of my, my favorite band. I opened up for one of my favorite guitar players. I hung out with them, had a beer. Like, you know, a lot of people can't say that. I've toured, I've done like so many great things. And I could have kept going, right? Anything is possible if you are so hungry and you want it bad enough, okay? That is the key. I mean, it's the, the resilience, the, the hunger, the drive, the desire, not the money, right? I mean, musicians are broke. They don't make money. I didn't make money. <laughs> I had to carry my own cabinets on stage. You got to you know, break my back hey, doing true. it. But I love what I did. Yeah. But that I didn't really care about, right. right? So, and that's the point. You should look at anything like that in life. If you love it, you know what I mean? Then it doesn't matter about the money. Right, right. So, so I'm curious with, uh, you know, when you step into business and the, the things you need to do and focus on to actually learn and, and to have success, you know, the things that are often talked about are, you know, email marketing and how important that is. And actually, a lot of people now are saying email, mar email marketing is dead because, you know, email open rates are so low. But, um, you know, and then and in doing webinars and doing Facebook ads and, and things like that. When you think to, I guess, the basics of, of internet marketing, what are the, I guess, the fundamental skill sets you feel anyone who's going to be successful needs to master? And what approach do you think is uh, the best approach to go about uh, mastering those those skill sets? I will start off with the first word, create, you know, creativity. Because you need to be creative, right? So, like, you know, yeah, email rates are down. You know, I've noticed this since 2008, since I've been doing email marketing. And it's because people get bombarded with so many emails and everything. But you can stick out, right? But there are other ways of communicating on the internet. We are living in 2018 now. I mean, we have so much technology. I mean, go on YouTube and, and look at what other people are doing and using in other niches and learn from that, right? That's what I do, mm -hmm. right? I don't just learn from just this niche specific. I, I, I learn 
from us, you know, also from young kids. Like, what are, what are, what platforms are they using? What are they on? Right? How can I communicate with my my audience more effective in real time instead of just relying on email marketing? Right? Like, I'll do email marketing, and it'll basically we'll we'll put out an email, and we'll get some open rates, we'll get some clicks, and we just made a sale right now today mm-hmm. from somebody who was on you know an email since June. 2016. Yeah. So it does work, but the problem is, is you just can't rely on that. Yeah. You can't. Mm-hmm. There's not one answer to like and and you know to, and be all answer, right? You have to be creative. Like I've been thinking, and here's a tip: you guys can use it if you want. But I've been thinking about using Telegram. I've been thinking about you know getting uh, people to click on that Telegram link in my YouTube video and say, "Hey, join my Telegram. Let's communicate. Let's talk." Mm-hmm. So every time we got a live going on on Facebook. Or, or something happening, right? Or a webinar, and we can post it on Telegram as we build that foundation. Because people have, to, people have to understand that when it comes to internet marketing as a whole, not just our niche, it's all about how can we communicate to the individual, right? Who can be our potential buyer, right? So if we can communicate with them in different ways, then we have the opportunity to touch them in different ways that nobody else is doing yet, right? Because email marketing, yes, it was hot back in the day, right? I mean, God, I was making sales left and right like nothing. Now you got to finesse them a little bit. Now you got to like warm them up a little bit. You got to butter them up. You got to do all these different things. Get them, you know, get on video. Hey, meet me in a live. Come on, hang out. Get them on Skype like we've done, right? To build one-on-one relationships. Yes. Like we, we just think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when you look at like different ways and different mediums of communicating, internet marketing is nothing more but social distribution channels. Email marketing, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, those are all social distribution channels. They've always been around, but nobody realizes how to use them effectively. You know what I mean? Like she is really good at social media. I mean, she's like surpassed everything I taught her. Mm. Like, I mean, now she's teaching me stuff. Nice. You know what I mean? And it's just very, very powerful. So just, I would say, don't rely on just email, right? Stick to the basics, do your email. It doesn't mean you don't want to do it. It means you want to put it part of your plan. Okay, then think outside the box. How can I communicate with more people effectively? And what can I use to build communities? That's the key. Nice. Mm-hmm. So with that, that's yeah. interesting. So, so Ace, what exactly are you teaching Rich that he doesn't know? <laughs> well, definitely the creativity part. Because <laughs> you got to really think about how people think. And, uh, you know, if you think in the long lines of a customer, like how do you want to be welcomed? If you buy something, how do you want to be treated, right? I take you to Best Buy and the moment you step up to my desk and I'm the cashier, I want to welcome you. I want to tell you what other deals we got in case you so you can come back and buy some more. So that's the way I look at it when it comes to the emails. If I'm talking to the lead, I'm not treating them just like a lead. I'm treating them like a person. Yeah. I'm treating them like a potential customer, a potential buyer. So I'm going to give them everything. I'll give them the whole VIP enchilada treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll wine dine them and I'll make them feel so good that they can't refuse my offer once I hit them with it, that they're not going to complain about if I do pitch them because I'm giving them so much value. And the value is more about education. And I think that's long, that's the, the problem with some newbie marketers. What they do is they pitch in the very beginning when they first start their first legacy series and their emails and autoresponders and things like that is they pitch them right away. You really don't want to do that because then you shot, you, you, you're pushing your leads away. This is why you get an unsubscribe rate so, so high in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the best way to do that is just bring them into your world. Tell them your story. They don't know who you are, so you need to introduce yourself. Invite them to come to your Facebook. 
Tell them to hook up with you, you know, on a Skype call one day. Or if you're doing a live webinar, invite them over. You know, that way they can see your face, they hear your voice, and they can trust you. You see, that no like and trust factor, belly to belly, is one of the toughest things to do back then. You know how hard it was to make a friend? But on the internet, you do it within seconds. And how do you do that? Because you give them what they want, not what they need. Yeah. And I t- and I want to say something that you said because uh-huh. by giving the value, we do things a little unorthodox <laughs> because the the industry in our niche teaches us not to do certain things a certain way. Yes. And for me, I say screw that shit because I feel I, I do what I feel is right in my heart. Yeah. And we're the same way. Yes. So like what we do is. You know, we offer like other bonuses and the bonus that we do, we go the extra mile with people. For instance, like we use a, a generic system and, you know, we set their system up. Like when they go all in with us, we set their system up. Hey, I'll set you up. Don't worry about it. Let me get you marketing within 24, 24 hours. hours. Let's get you some leads. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would tell you, I don't see anybody doing that mm-hmm. because it's industry teaches you don't spend time with people. Don't do things for them. Okay. Then why am I creating duplication very fast? Why am I helping people get their first lead? Why am I helping people get their first sale? Yeah. And they're ecstatic. Mm-hmm. That's why I got in this in the first place, is to help other people, yes. right? To teach me the, the, the skill sets, once I learn it, how can I give back? How can I give more than the average person that's not giving? And it's a rush when we see our students uh, actually making their first sales. We get yeah. so excited. That's really what drives us. Even their, even their first lead, could you imagine yeah. coming in and generating your first lead when it took me a long time to generate my first lead <laughs> and they're generating their first lead in 24 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, I, I, I'm flabbergasted by that. So I said, how can I change things so they don't have to go through with what I went through? Yes. How could I streamline it so that way they're getting more, you know, they're, they're moving forward faster, but they're also learning as they're going. Like if you ever notice like any system out there, when somebody goes into a system, the page is done for you right? Uh, these things are done for you, right? But what what if the person who brings someone in who has experience says, hey, you know what? I got a guy for you. Let me get you generating leads right away. What's that going to do? It's going to help your bottom line, number one. Two, it's going to help that person get results. Three, it's going to bring that belief level to the moon, right? And they're going to be like, and they'll stay with you to the ends of the earth. That's right. We got people coming from different companies that see us help other people. They're like, wow, I want to work with you guys. Because what you're doing, nobody has ever done for me before. And if you could do that, then you'll be on top. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. Nice. Nice. I love that. I, and and I, I totally agree with you. Going the extra mile, helping people get, especially especially from the from a belief standpoint, because so many people, where they're, they're, they're spending the money, but they still have that disbelief in their mind that it's not going to work. And if you can kind of help them cross over that first barrier to show you, show them, hey, this can work, then it's so much easier for them to run with the ball um, because you've already showed them that it's possible. So I, I really appreciate it. Sorry, I can't tell you how many sponsors are dropping the ball. Yeah. And they're coming to us because they're not helping them. They're like, I don't know what's going on, but nobody's helping me. You know, and, and, and the industry's got, this is part of the industry's fault because the industry tells you, don't spend too much time with them. Don't do, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. Let them, let them go through the grind. Let them learn. They can still go through the grind. They can still learn. But you know, come on, man, give them a boost. Give them a little help. Give them a little, you know, throw them a bone. Do something for them. So that way, you know, they go, oh my gosh. So this is what it's like to do this part. This is what it's like to do that part. Absolutely, absolutely. But you give them an incentive to actually go 
to a higher level with you. So that way, guess what? They'll do it because you're doing something for them special that nobody else is doing. Right, right. That, that, that's the key. Awesome. Well, Ace and Rich, I'm really happy to uh, get both of you on the show. You both have great perspectives on internet marketing and affiliate marketing and helping other people overcome these serious hurdles that uh, can really stand in your way uh, towards success. So uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks a lot for being such uh, great inspirations to to everyone else out there in the internet marketing and affiliate marketing space. And I want to know before we close out, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Well, you can connect with us on Facebook. Um, you know, just our Facebook handle is Ace and Rich. You put it all together and you'll find us right there on Facebook. And uh, also visit our blog at aceandrich.com. Awesome. Yep. Will do. Sounds good. I appreciate the time. And uh, both of you have a great day. You too, man. Thank right, you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers Podcast. Be sure to listen next week where I'll be sharing another story of yet another inspiring Internet Baller. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.